Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children filming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Okay, there's like a double tap, but like, I'll accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are really cute glasses. Mm-hmm. They're new. They're uh, coupe, coupe glasses? I guess. They're like really f- the flat white champagne glasses, mm-hmm. which means all of your champagne bubbles immediately uh, dissipate. It's not a very useful... <laughs> shape but it is real fucking cute um mm-hmm. yeah so like me not useful but fucking cute real cute so the no, aldi isle of shame did me a real solid today yes i found lots of great deals mm-hmm. and i found these glasses a four pack for two dollars and fifty cents and i was like how can i not buy them They're yeah practically free yeah i mean i mean they were two dollars and fifty cents which is not free but like i see a I mean, you got a lot of random shit. Like you got, <laughs> you got a foam roller. I think. I got like, yeah. I got a small, looking... a small foam roller. I got a, uh, a, like a beverage tub. You know, like if you're having like a picnic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A little beverage tub. It's cute. They did have an ice bucket that I did not buy. We have an ice bucket. I know, but this this ice bucket matched the beverage tub, and I was like, oh, it's such a cute ice bucket, but I did not buy an ice uh, bucket. Aldi. So like, good I job. Job. I, I bought all kinds of shit at the Aldi Isle of Shame. I bought house plants. I bought like the all marshmallows Lucky Charms. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. I don't regret that. Decisions were made. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've been on a little bit buying streak. Also, we're sitting in another item you purchased. Yeah, from Facebook Marketplace. I bought yeah. some new chairs. Yes. So if. You hear slightly less squeaking and squawking. It's because we're in these lovely new chairs that Lisa bought for us. Yes, you're welcome. Yes. You're this, welcome, family. It's all for you. It, they're going to live in our bedroom, I think. It's mm-hmm. like we kind of built this little corner of our bedroom that... like Yeah, like an alcove, like a sitting area. Yeah, it's got like a table that we could put a cheese tray on and some beverages. I mean, in reality, it just has like cast off outfits um, but, you know. It's covered in clothes. Like, the you know, jeans that, you, like, you wore, but, like, they're not right. dirty yet. The clothes that are not, like, so dirty they should go to the hamper, but for some reason feel too clean to go back into the drawer or, yeah. like, hang back up. Well, for me, it's, like, the jeans that still have the belt on them. <laughs> so the jeans with the belt. So once that's a unit, like, that's gonna go through a few days, and then... Right, those are your jeans for the week. Yeah. Um... I mean, a few days. Oh, I wear jeans for a whole week. <laughs> Different At topic. least. At least a whole week. Then why do you have five pairs? Uh, so I only have to do laundry, like, once every, like, you know, quarter. Well, I mean, there's other things you have to do laundry for. Right, 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 right. I mean, we're going to do, like, at least 30 pairs of underwear to keep up with that. Yeah, well, like, oh, so I wear jeans for a week, but I don't wear jeans every day. That's true. So it's like... Three or four wears. We'll see how that ends goes. up being a week. But anyway, but these chairs that will hose house hose mm. Mm. these chairs that will 
house are cast off jeans um are very nice they're like wing back ish yeah they're like a short wing back mm-hmm. they are in the words of elvis blue velvet right they are an, like a navy velvet I bought them off of a stranger on the Facebook Marketplace. Uh, Which, the key to Facebook Marketplace is, I can come today and I can pay cash. Those are the two magic words. (laughs) I have bought more things off of Facebook Marketplace where they're like, well, it's like pending. And I'm like, I can come today and pay cash. And they're like, you win. You win. So yeah, but they're cute. They're comfortable. I like them. Mm-hmm. You got a nice arm. I know that's important to you. You like an arm. I like an arm. They're not super tall. Nope. But they're not, I don't feel, are they uncomfortable for you? They're not uncomfortable. So they also came with like these little bolster pillows, mm-hmm. which I feel like you will like, but I don't because I need. You need the full seat. I need the full seat. You need less than the full seat. Right. Like I'm on the edge of the chair. Yeah. But, but they are fine. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, here for I mean, them. I- I'm not going to sit in these chairs for 10 hours while I do my job. Like Two hours tops once a week while yeah. we record a podcast. Right. Maybe, you know, if we decide to, like, have a cheese tray and watch some Queer Eye, like, maybe an extra hour or two. Uh, or unless it's shit's creek Max. unless it's two hours. <laughs> Min. <laughs> Min. We always watch at least, like... Two episodes, sometimes three. I'm like, Lisa, do you want to watch a movie? No. Do you want to watch four episodes of Shit's Creek? Maybe. So, yeah, I am very resistant to commit to, like, a whole movie. I do not know why. There's some, mm-hmm. like, some broken thing in my brain where I was like, you don't have two hours? That's wild. But, like, even things like Drunk History, where I'm like, I will watch just a 15 minutes of Drunk History. You know how, because they have in, like, little 15 minute... Yeah, chunks. Uh, sections and we're like oh no then i watch like six entire episodes of drunk history and it's two in the morning i'm like we could have watched and <laughs> we still haven't watched eternals yeah we could have watched fucking eternals but no mm-hmm. there we are but anyway but these are nice chairs um i approve mm-hmm. and they look good and i like the blue velvetiness of them yeah very soft i'm like gonna pet the chair while i'm they're talking they're cute they're very cute because also, because Lisa bought these neat coupe glasses, mm-hmm. she's I'm on my third drink that she's made me. Yes, and uh, my drinks are not not weak ass drinks. No, they are some strong drinks. It's like two ounces of booze plus champagne, plus a little bit of champagne, plus like whatever else makes it fun. Uh, currently, we are drinking Kentucky seventy fives. They're like a French seventy five, but with bourbon. Yeah, because we and didn't have gin. bitters. Little bitters. What are what are the bitters? I, Peach bitters. I know you do not mm. like peaches. I can't really tell. But uh, the peach bitters don't read peach as much as they read just like a fruity floral. It's to true. Me. To me. Yeah, to me. Um, but this is this also has some lemon and some sugar. So yeah. Generally, I don't like it, peaches because they taste fuzzy. I feel like the fuzziness is completely removed in bitters form. Yeah, I think so. It's Maybe. fine. I like it. Maybe. It, yeah, like you said, it's just a fruity floral. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they taste fuzzy, but like, even when they're out of the fuzzy Do they taste skin? like, like fizzy? Like no. maybe you're allergic to them? No. <laughs> and your mouth is all tingly? No, no. They're just, 
fuzzy. Because that's the thing that happens where you're like, why like do it. bananas taste spicy? And I'm like, uh, you might be allergic to bananas, bro. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. No, I'm not allergic to bananas or peaches that I'm aware of, but mm-hmm. definitely there's there's some stuff going on there. I don't I don't care for peaches, but this is delicious. Well good. And I am not I hope the yeah, designated parent. You, no, you're not the designated parent. I love it. <laughs> I have had a drink, so <laughs> I'm I'm okay. Boy, I am It's gonna be a right, because you're the one I normally drink. Uh, yes. And you take all the notes. And I keep us on track. <laughs> you keep us on track. So, like, this is going to be interesting. It's we'll, see, be a, we'll see how it works. <laughs> it's going to be fun. We'll see how that how this all works out. But uh, how's your week going? Mm. It's Wednesday. Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. Sorry. Tomorrow's we were going to do this on Wednesday, but I had a thing. Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. We've been really busy this week. Mm-hmm. Like, um, somebody has had something every night. Yeah. Except for tonight. Yeah, our kids had scouts. Uh, what was Tuesday night? Tuesday night was... Mm, you had game night. No, yeah, I did have game night with the dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, our D&D I... adventure's going well. We cleared out the cave. Uh, we're, we're... Are you, like, you know, what brings me joy? You know, this? We cleaned it all out? No. Or you're we're... like, this monster does not bring me joy. No, it does not. <laughs> But these jewels that we found in the back of the cave... Definitely bring me joy. They bring me joy. So we're going to keep those. Um, the carrion crawlers do not bring me joy. Yeah. Uh, also, one of our number may have died in this cave somewhere. Yeah, We definitely haven't heard from her in like two days. And That's she, a long time. Yeah. Well, and there are a lot of bad guys and aforementioned carrion crawlers. So we're mm-hmm. not sure what exactly happened to her, though we kind of I mean, know. I mean, who falls behind stays behind. Well, we're going in to rescue her. We're, we're trying to find her. Okay. Violet, if you're listening, we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that the person that was playing you showed up playing in a completely different character does not bode well. Yeah, not at all. She's dead. Yeah, but you gotta go after her, because you know solidarity. Also, she was carrying some pretty nice shit. Okay. So. <laughs> like, we need to at least, like, pick up the shit off her body. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll find it. That's, that's cool. That yeah, we're, sense. like, detecting magic. Like, where are her, where's her belt of daggers? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you. it's a belt where you can, like, literally throw unlimited daggers. Ooh. Every turn, you gotta pick a dagger that out of the is... belt and throw it. And there's always another dagger. That seems great. It's, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I want, like, a limited pocket space in the real life. That's called a bag of holding. Yeah, that's what I want. Like, like in Animal Crossing where you're like, I'm in a ball gown, but also I can put a fucking tree in my pocket. Like, fuck yeah. That would be amazing. sunfish. <laughs> I feel like that's just what it's like being a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I have pockets that, like, go, they're like six inches wide and extend all the way down to my knee. Yeah, like a foot, a foot down. It's yeah. wild. The, mm-hmm. the pocket situation on uh, men's clothing. But we need two ladies to be svelte and, like, display your womanly shapes. Mm-hmm. Right, because otherwise, how are we supposed to know if we want to fuck you? Yeah. Of course, I am saying this right now to a woman wearing a literal caftan. Yeah, because I don't care. Like, <laughs> One, I love a caftan. And two, you're married and, uh, like, yeah, uh, you got honestly, nothing to prove. even if I was single, I'd be like... This is it, bitches. Like, 
I feel like you would come home to your apartment with your cats and change it to a caftan and be fine. I and would. your house plants. I would be fine. I'd and be your like, vintage furniture. Right. I have cats and vintage furniture and house plants, like, and a vibrator. I don't, my own health insurance. I don't. You don't need anyone. I don't need the patriarchy. I'm good. No, fuck the patriarchy. But as a representative of the patriarchy, I'm glad you picked me. <laughs> I appreciate your deigning to, uh. To come to our side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was your week? Uh, not bad. Um, played some D&D, obviously. Uh, but I, I'm doing some Cub Scout training, which is fun because yeah. they're like, we got there and they're like, all right, you are pretending to be an 11-year-old scout that has just transferred into the, the BSA program. Oh. So you're going to have to do... Like I have to get scout rank, and uh-huh. like you have to do all the things. You have to like tenderfoot, the like bowline knot and shit, and all that shit. I, I have a I have I a paper over there. I don't know any of those knots, y'all. It's the rabbit where you come up the hole around the trunk and back down. That's very helpful. Um, it Thank is. You. I only know the one where it's like this is Bob the alien, and we hate him, so we're gonna choke him and stab him through the eye. Uh, that's a figure eight. Uh, yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's a double eight knot that you use for climbing. Yep. That's the only one I know. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of the things I have to do is like show two knots that are useful and what you would use them for. And I'm going to be like, so this is a double figure eight. And like do that. And they're like, uh, really? Like you kind of overachieve. And I'm like, it's the one I know. It's not an overachievement. It's the only one we know. I know like square knot. Like honestly, well, they're like, you can tie up a boat. And I was like, does it look like I fucking own a boat? Like... What kind of <laughs> Russian oligarch do you think I am? Right. I know I give off a real, like, fake Russian princess vibe, but, like, y'all, I do not own any turtlenecks. <laughs> no. I am uh, about as far away from owning a boat as... Also, we live in Ohio. So there's... A... There's not that many boats. There's a lot of rednecks with boats. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you did a survey, I bet like, one in ten people in our in our neighborhood own a boat. That's wild. Yeah, but that's they're a not wild amount here. of boating. Yeah, they're like, happening. They're like out at where, like Indian Lake. Where and shit. do they boat? Uh, Indian Lake would be a big one. Um, maybe down in Kentucky. There's a couple lakes. Like on the on the river. Caesar's Creek. Caesar's Creek is like we just flooded this town. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like... And there's just, like, a pond here now. 90% of the lakes in this area are, like, uh, so we built a dam. We may have displaced some black people. Like, oops. Our bad. And then, uh, we, um, we named it, we named the lake after them. So that's good, right? All good? We're good? Mm-hmm. Thumbs up? Cool. Moving on. It's a recreational area now and also generates power and keeps the world from flooding. So, that's what... That's what we're doing as Ohioans. Also Tennessee Valleyans, but like a little south. But. But anyway. We did watch a movie. We did. And that movie was a movie. <laughs> we watched uh, The Zookeeper or Zookeeper. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, starring Kevin James. Kevin James. God At bless Al. him. <laughs> At all. Uh, he, uh, Kevin James, God bless you for doing, like, a rash of, I'm gonna call them Happy Madison family films. Yes. 
Yes. It's they're, very weird. They're like um like a family like a shitty family comedy. Yes. Produced by Adam Sandler's company, mm-hmm. who also produced Happy Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Yeah. Neither of those movies. Waterboy. Waterboy. Um, none of those movies I really feel. Waterboy is a baby. Uh, like watching with my kids. Yeah. Like there's some yeah. things to explain that I'm like not ready yeah, for. Yeah, some grown ups, grown up stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Even Waterboy, but. That company went on to like I don't I don't know how Kevin James fell into that organization. Like, there's got to be a whole. We could story do like a, like a like a deep dive investigative podcast on how did Kevin James start making all of these shitty family films. But he he did. Here comes the boom, which mm-hmm. we've previously done. See also yes. Um, and then this one is Zookeeper. Did this happen before or after? Here comes the boom. I could have researched that, but I have no idea. <laughs> I also don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery. I'm going to say before, because this is slightly chubbier Kevin James, who really slimmed, he slimmed down for Here Comes the Boom. Right. I mean, like, he trained for 14 months so that he could, like, not die when people sh- beat the shit out of him. You but know, at the like... same time, there's an inordinate number of MMA cameos in this movie. Yes. Yes. So, like, maybe it was after. I don't know. It's, it's curious. Maybe he, like, filmed these, like, concurrently. Maybe. I don't even know. I don't think either one of these movies took an entire week to film. So. I don't know. It's crazy. But this is Zeke. This is Zookeeper. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is going to be rough. (laughs) I mean, you're the one who has to edit it. So. Yeah. And it starts with a couple riding a horse on the beach. Riding a horse on the beach. Have you ever been on a horse? Yeah, okay. yeah, I've been on horses. I have not. You've never been on a horse? I've been on a pony. Okay. But I've never been on a legit is, horse. Is horseback riding a thing that you want to do sometime? No. Okay. I'm good. You're like, horses are real big. If the opportunity presents itself, I'm not against it, but I'm not, it's not something I search out. Okay. Uh, but this couple is riding a horse. And important to note, this couple is riding an horse. One horse. One horse. One horse, two people. Yes. It's like like a double saddle. And one of those people is Kevin James. Mm -hmm. I mean, horses can hold a lot of weight. Yeah. Horses weigh, like, easily 2,000 pounds. (laughs) It's a ton of horse. (laughs) You know, like, 1,500 pounds is not not an unusual amount for a horse. Uh, to weigh and then their strength, like horsepower. I'm also curious: Are there double people horse saddles? Uh, yeah, I think they're longer. Yeah, I think so. It'd be like a like a motorcycle where they have the like the the bitch yeah. seat on the back. Oh, I mean, like it's like a longer saddle instead of a shorter saddle. Right, exactly. Like motorcycles. I, I guess so. Like if you have that, like two individual butt prints. It's like it's like a one one long butt print because you have a I long guess so. butt. Yeah, motorcycles do have like do kind of like designated yeah. butt regions. It's just, it's just a longer saddle, and the one in the back is typically a smaller butt region. Right, right. But anyway, um, and they're riding, and they find a message in the bottle, and Kevin James is like, "Oh, we should go check that out." And the message is is Will you marry me? Yeah, and so Kevin is proposing to this girl mm-hmm. stephanie stephanie and she looks at him as like 
No. Yeah. I don't, I mean... I'm really glad this isn't in a Jumbotron at a basketball game, but, like, we need to talk. Like, I... Oh, I'm getting totally different vibes. Like, I, I know that you feel like, you know, we should get married, but I feel like we've run our course, and, like... We're done, I, I you know? Yeah, I think this is kind of like, like I, wa- I was going to break up with you, but I didn't want to break up with you on this very, like, romantic vacation that you planned. Which, like, I see the hand. You know, like... Yeah. Where you're like, this is shitty, but, like, I don't necessarily want to, like, ruin, you know, all of this vacation. But at the same time, like, honestly... Maybe in the, like, prelude to that, when they're like, hey, would you like to go to Cancun with me? You should be like... <laughs> Let's not. No. Let's not. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely, uh, if you're having, like, meh feelings, don't, like, break up with someone six weeks after they move into your apartment. Like, no. that is the shittiest of timing. Like <laughs> At the same time, though, I do understand if you're like, this is really awesome, and they move into your apartment, so six weeks here, they're like, oh, God. Wow. I did not understand what I was getting into, like... I mean, there was a reason I did not live with you before we were married. And I was like, sorry, now it's a very expensive choice. <laughs> well, you were in China, and I wasn't, so that was one of the reasons. <laughs> and we were in school, and our school was not really cool with the cohabitation situations. Yeah, but also, I'm a slob. And I did not lie about being a slob. I was like, <laughs> I was very like, hey, y'all, just so you know. What I think is fascinating is I'm also a slob, or was also a slob, mm-hmm. and our slobbiness is not complimentary. Or is complimentary. I don't know. Because different things bother us. In that nothing bothers me. And you were like, can we, for the love of God, have clean dishes to eat off of? And I'm like, I mean, I guess if you don't want salmonella, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so Stephanie is like, it bothers me that you're a zookeeper. Like, this is all you want to be with your life. You seem like you've peaked. And I'm looking for someone that can be... I I need someone with, you know, like, more ambition. And he's like, but this is what I love. Like, this is what I like. This is what I've always wanted to do. Like, I'm succeeding. I am succeeding in my life. Like, this is great. She's like, yeah, I'm looking for more. And then it fades out. Well, and then they, like, have to, like, ride the horse back to the resort, I guess. Right, right. And, and he's like, uh, I hired a mariachi band. Just, like, ignore them. And she's like, okay, this is this is the worst. And then the fireworks go off with, like, heart shapes. And she's like, really? And he's like, I mean, like, I thought this was going differently. I thought this was going to be a whole different situation. And this would be really awesome. But now it's... I mean, that's a real big bet. I feel like if I invited my girlfriend to Cancun or wherever they right, are. Right, a very fancy uh, and resort. She, and she accepted. It's been a few years. I feel like I can make the bet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... Oh boy, there's a few conversations that need to happen. Right? Did you not have any conversations about like where is this relationship going, and do you even want to get married? Like, do you believe in the whole, you know, system, patriarchy? That right? At all? Or are you like, nah, dude? 
No, thanks. No. And so it kind of ends and goes into like the opening credits. Right. And it's not even like she's like, I don't, I love you, but I don't want to get married to anyone. She's like, actually, I was just about to break up with you. <laughs> yeah. Like it's really personal and, and definite, but whew, it's rough. It's rough. So then we skip after the credits to five years later. Five years. And we meet Kevin, and he's rolling a tire into the zoo. He, like, purchases it from, like, a junkyard and is mm-hmm. taking it in. And he's really excited about it. And really, this is just him rolling this tire through the zoo to get a tour of, like, the set of, like... Right, so, you know, like, this is where the monkeys are, and this is the where lion. the bears are. and Yeah. yeah. Um, and he rolls up on another zookeeper who's just, like, throwing food into, like, this thing. He's like, dude, you gotta be, like, better. You gotta put it, like... Like, right outside, just inside the door, it's got to be fresh. And the other zookeeper's like, yeah, fuck you. I don't get paid enough to care about this shit. Which, I mean, like, zookeepers do not make great money. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I I understand how <laughs> he doesn't get paid enough. Yeah. And um, he then takes the tire. He ends up taking it down to where there's this, like, gorilla pen. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, one gorilla in this... Like a hole. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like, Silence of the Lambs, where, like, the girls sit at the bottom of the hole. I mean, I didn't ever watch Silence of the Lambs, because, like, uh, I don't want to be frightened. It's a bad emotion for me. Yeah. But it's kind of a Buffalo Bill situation, where this, like, there's, like, a hole where this gorilla is, and he he rolls this in and ties it to a tree. He's like... Hey, I brought you something fun. I thought like, it'd be fun, like a also, tire swing. Yeah. Also, he totally goes into this um, gorilla enclosure without any precaution. The right. gorilla is there. Um, as a Cincinnatian, I have to point out that the Harambe situation. Right. Like, that's real. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. R.I.P. Harambe. R. Like, um, but. I mean, he, I'm, I'm glad that child didn't die. But also, I'm sorry about also, the, the monkey, the gorilla. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and he uh, he ties this this tire up to a tree and starts swinging it. And He's like, with look, it. it's so fun and pushing it around until the, the tree breaks. And he. Yeah. And if the tree is going to break with Kevin James, it's, it's 100% going to break with a gorilla. Like, gorillas weigh so much. <laughs> They're I mean, so heavy. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where in Kevin James's career you're intersecting. Still, still, but I, at this point... At any point, at any point, a gorilla weighs more than Kevin James. Fair enough. Gorillas are solid. And it almost knocks Kevin James out, but he's able to kind of, like, get himself together and get out. He's like, never mind, man. It'll it's, be fun. So he goes back into, the, like, the offices, and he, of course, meets... um. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, who plays the vet. Yeah. At the zoo. Um, Within 10 seconds of seeing Rosario on screen with Kevin James, I was like, oh, they're hooking up. This this is his love interest in this movie. And I was like, seriously, Kevin. So, like, last movie, it was Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek, yeah. This movie is Rosario Dawson. What the fuck makes (laughs) Kevin James... Thinks he can pull down this caliber of women. It's true. It's true. He is he is really much above his rank. He is punching well above his weight. Above, above his weight, yeah. And then I googled the phrase, Kevin <laughs> James' wife. 
And I'm looking at this woman and I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck Kevin. <laughs> you have multiple children with this woman? Right, they've been married since like 2004. They have like four kids. Uh, she's fucking gorgeous. She really is. Like, like I have no problem telling you that. Like, wow. So like, he is like an N equals one. <laughs> and he's like, in my personal experience, like, yeah. I can totally pull down women of this caliber. <laughs> it turns out if you're like endearing and funny. Right. Also rich. And rich. You can punch above your weight class. Yeah. Or below your weight class. Yeah. But, like, I think, I think being funny is huge. Yeah. Like, you can look like a fucking toad. But if you are really funny, like, it's it's smooths out a lot of edges. In related news, thank you all for subscribing (laughs) to Designated Parent. (laughs) Where I tried to make my wife laugh. Thanks. And, again, I do, I I honestly, as, I'll say a comely individual, (laughs) married to someone much more adorable than myself... Humor is my only defense. I mean, it's there. It's def- it's definitely a part of it. What else is there? There's many there's many things. There's it's many not things. my earning potential. No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> No. No, sweet, sweet summer child. <laughs> it's not my physical appearance. It's not my manly beard. I mean your your beard is okay. Is it? I'm not mad at it. it I'm does... not mad at it. Yeah, okay. Um, it would be good if it grew in a little more here at the chinny chins. Chins. Yeah, there's a little gap. There's a little bit of like an Amish beard. Yeah, the mustache does not attach to the main beard. (laughs) There's there's like a little like DMZ. (laughs) Which means I have to grow it longer. Like a like a no man's land. During the smooching, sometimes fur gets in the way. I mean, that happens. It's a consideration. That happens. But like anyway, like not to get it too personal of our relationship, but like I understand making a girl laugh. All right, it's clutch. It's clutch. It is an important thing. So Kevin, good job. Good job good making job. those ladies laugh, and good job with your wife. And like, yeah, we wish you many happy years. Indeed. So uh, we meet Rosario, and she is talking about the fact that she might be going to the Nairobi Zoo. Right. They kind of, like, put out feelers, and she's like, I mean, it would be great, right? And he's like, yeah, I mean, like, isn't that, like, your dream? And she's like, I mean, yeah, but, like, I also super love it here, and, like, I've, you know, done a good job, like, you know, building all this rapport and blah, blah, blah. She also refers to the Nairobi Zoo, quote, in Africa. Yeah, in case you don't know where Nairobi, Nairobi is. But which would also, be Kenya. Yes, it's in Kenya. It's in Kenya, which is a country in Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of that's wrong, but I feel like you could be a little more specific and be fine. Yes. But also, it's just like, I might be moving away. And Kevin's... James, and like, away, away. Not yeah. like, oh, uh, I don't even know where this takes place. I assume it's somewhere in California. I think it's in New York. Oh. That was my impression. Interesting. But I don't know. I assumed it was like Santa Barbara. Like. Mm, maybe. You know, like one of those like offshooty small, uh, <laughs> small towns adjacent to LA. <laughs> like, yeah. Like middle size. Like what we in Ohio would consider a large metropolis. <laughs> what California is just like, there, eh, there, you know. There are 
decent sized cities in Ohio. Uh, but, but like LA it, suburbs are right, but larger they're, than but most they're cities. surrounded by corn. Right. So it's just the urban sprawl is much less. Yeah, indeed. Um, and so she's yeah, she's, she's like, mind I mean, moving. You know, I always kind of look, but I don't think I'm going to do it. I mean, like honestly, in this environment, if you're not keeping your resume out and circulating, like I mean, I don't, but you do for me. So thank Indeed. you. So far, you've I'm doing good. So <laughs> I mean, I do get a lot of like, hey, you want to like move to you know Washington for three months for like three dollars an hour, and you're like, no, nah, dude, like really, fuck you. I'm good. <laughs> But um, as they're talking about moving, and Kevin James mentions he was courted by, like, a petting zoo in Connecticut, mm-hmm. which indicates his level of whatever. Right, right. He's. I mean, there's a big difference between, like, I am an animal doctor versus, like, I care for animals. Like, yeah. there, there's, there's a lot of schooling and, you know, yeah, it's like but- a medical degree, but for animals. Mm-hmm. But as they're talking, they bring in a fucking lion. Okay. Okay. So these two people are like, oh my God, this lion. And they just like push it in and then they just leave. They're like, it's your problem now, bitches. Yeah. So Rosario <laughs> is the veterinarian. She so is the like... veterinarian. It is the place to bring a uh, animal. Okay. But like, I have seen many behind the zoo shows. Also, because like, my kids are fucking obsessed with them. <laughs> like the Urin show that's out there, right? But the Secrets oh of the God. Zoo, Cincinnati show, like, uh, Columbus, Columbus. My kids only watch zoo shows. It, it's a lot. It's a lot of what they it's watch. A lot. So if you have an animal that is in distress, literally the first thing you do is you radio that the uh, the whole bay. <laughs> veterinarians. Like, it's like calling a code on the right. like ICU. Like, right. So they're like, hey, this is happening. What do I do? And they're like, oh, you know, sedate her and bring her in. Or whatever. You know, like they tell you what's happening. You don't Nobody just, just crashes through the door with a sedated with, lion. Right. Where did they get the gurney? I don't know. They just they just have all these gurneys all over the zoo? <laughs> in I don't case, know. In case of a lion is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they bring in this lion. It's a lady lion because it's just no mean. Right. And Rosario is trying to stabilize her and freaking out. And Kevin has to, like, reach down her throat and pull out a Red so, Bull can. So there's there's something that's uh, blocking her airway. Right. And Rosario's like, there's something blocking her airway. And Rosario reaches in and pulls out. She's like, I can't get it. You have to get it. You... Sir, with presumably no veterinary training. Also, much larger forearms. (laughs) Much larger forearms. Needs to reach into the mouth of this lion, which may or may not be sedated. It's it's all very unclear. Yeah. And pull out a can of Red Bull. But he does. But he does. He pulls out the can of Red Bull. And after he does so, they're like, he's like... We did it! You saved her! Yay! And, like, Rosario just walks off, and he's like... <laughs> what the fuck are we supposed to do with this sedated lion now? It's just gonna hang out here on this gurney till it wakes up? I this feel like seems I like to... a terrible idea. I feel like I need to leave this room. Yeah, there's quickly. no, like, denouement. Like, there's, there's no follow-through with what happens to this lion. In fact, it just cuts... <laughs> And we come up, and we're at, like, an evening wedding. 
Like it's after closing time. It's like this reception. Wedding, or like it's not a wedding. It's like a a wedding. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rehearsal dinner. Like maybe? a rehearsal dinner. Yeah. A rehearsal dinner at the zoo. Kim Ji Young is there. Mm-hmm. He is super creepy. He has long hair. Yeah. His hair is like shoulder length. And he is again super creepy. Creepy as fuck. Ken, if you're listening. His name in this uh is Viper because he's he's the like reptile keeper. He's like the you know, chief reptile keeper. Yeah. And then I call me Viper. And you're like, I'm not calling you Viper. But he's like, but I call myself Viper. <laughs> My mom named me Viper. And you're like, she didn't really Ken. Your 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 name <laughs> called you like Ken. Like ten to one, your name is Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, or maybe like Richard, or right? Like Steven, John, yeah, yeah. But it's Ken. Um, so this whole shindig is for um, Griffin, who is Kev- Kevin James. Yes, his brother Dave is getting married, mm-hmm. and so like they're having the rehearsal dinner, like like some sort of celebration. Yeah, some some kind of like tertiary wedding celebration at the zoo. And um, hours. and Dave is a successful car salesman, like mm-hmm. for exotics. His wife is gorgeous and played by Kevin James's wife in real life. Yeah, Kevin James's real life <laughs> is the fiance of Kevin James's brother in this movie. I don't know, like y'all Whatever. do the math. She's it's, around, but she was around, and he could get her cheap, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they could carpool <laughs> to a studio, right? And so Kevin. Stands, comes out with his porcupine. Mm-hmm. And he's got this really cute speech he starts giving about how, like, porcupines are, like, a little bristly and a little rough to get to know. Mm-hmm. But really, they're sweet. Like, inside, heart of gold. Heart of gold. They mate for life. They're amazing. But in the middle of the speech, he looks over and he sees... Dun, dun, dun! Stephanie, his, his ex-girlfriend. That stood him up on the horse ride from earlier. Right, that, st- that stood him up on the horse. And he gets very flustered. Yeah, like he awkward. starts sweating. He's like, you oh, was your sweating? I don't Right, I don't he, like, he like forgets what he was saying in the middle of his like very beautiful moving speech. And like the, the fiancé's name is Robin. Mm-hmm. But at the end he's like, Dave, Robert, good luck. And like runs off. And everybody's just like... Yeah. What was that? Wow. What was Start, that? Started strong and then just like, oh boy, out of nowhere. So Dave kind of like pulls up. He's like, yeah, sorry about Robin being here. So like Stephanie and her are really close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so she invited her. I didn't know it was going to be like a whole thing. Right. And I didn't even know she was going to come. So like, I didn't warn you. And she, he was like, I mean, a warning would have been nice. Yeah. Like heads up to be like shields up. Cause like right. he, he looked across the crowd and like saw this woman and was like, Oh shit. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But Dave, yeah, I, I feel like that necessitates a warning. Like, Hey, FYI, your ex almost fiance will probably be at this party. Like, just so you're aware. Yeah. Not not that you can't be an adult and be in the same room with her, but, like, you know. Shields up. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you to be caught off guard. Like, yeah. that would have been the loving, brotherly thing to do. But he but just, like, like, after the fact, is like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say that. <laughs> like, truly, like, all white cis men. <laughs> oh, I didn't understand that this situation would affect you in any conceivable Sorry, way. Sorry, I'm incapable of thinking outside of my own tiny realm of existence. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Dave's like, by the way, um, I understand you're like making shit here. So like, 
if you ever want to come to my dealership and like make what you make in a year in a month, like let me know. Let me know. I can hook you up, bro. And maybe that's part of your insecurities and your like whole like stammering thing. Like if you were if you're making more money, you would be more confident. Hmm. Meanwhile, um Rosario? Rosario. Well, no, no, no. Um Robin. Robin. Okay. And Stephanie kind of talk a little bit about like Griffin's being here and Robin's like or Stephanie the the actually says like yeah, I don't fucking care. And Robin's like, "Great. Fantastic." And like just kind of wanders off. Mm-hmm. And then Griffin and Stephanie talk. And He's still holding the porcupine, which I think yes. is the thing you should put down before talking right. to your ex. Right, the porcupine's name is Floyd. Yeah. He got stabbed multiple times by Floyd's In quills. the face. In the fucking face. Okay, yeah. so in this movie, the porcupine, like, shoots out its quills. Yeah. Which is not something porcupines do. They kind of do. They will smack you with their tail. Which stabs you with a quill. Mm-hmm. It's not, but, they don't, the quills don't go airborne, but yeah, they but definitely it, but shoot But it definitely farther. made it, like, shooting. Like, they're like fucking missiles out of the back of this porcupine. And that is not true. Like, you, you touch the quills, and the quills are barbed, and they stick to you. Right. But, um, Stephanie's like, so what are the odds that me and my, like, girlfriends could get totally a private tour of the zoo? And he's like... Yeah, not good. So you all private tour requests have to go through the like main office. They close like, to four. In writing. So there's no way you could get in tomorrow. But, right. Like, you have to sign all these waivers. Like, it's a whole thing. You can call them tomorrow when they open up at like eight AM and maybe they'll be able to like cook you up and, and get something on the schedule. And you can tell Stephanie's like super crestfallen because she was like Kind of counting on... That's 100% not what I was asking. (laughs) That was not where this was going. Like, I wanted you and me to be able to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he kind of balks that. But also, like, it's been five years. You know, like, he had every right to move on. Yeah. And be like, I'm not spending any time or emotional energy on you. So, all that scene ends. Everybody goes home. And then... We see an empty zoo, no mm-hmm. humans around, and then and the animals are like, "It's time for a meeting. Everybody, meet up!" And like they open the gates, and everybody like wanders out of their enclosures and like converge in a central location. Mm-hmm. And all the animals can talk because yes. this is one of those movies. Yes, talking animal movies. It's a whole genre. <laughs> A whole genre, a whole Isn't genre it? of talking animal movies, and the whole point of this conversation is they're like Griffin and Stephanie need to hook up. Like yes. they're so. Um, the whole thing is that um, the male lion, played mm-hmm. by Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone. Right. Fuck, man. Used to be a thing. <laughs> Did you get an Oscar or some shit? Right. Right. Sylvester Stallone plays the male lion, like, and kind of the big boss uh, in charge. He thinks he is. Anyway. He think he a hundred percent thinks he is, and he was like, he saved my mate, so I have to do this for him. Yeah. Okay. 
How does he know? There were nobody around when he pulled that soda can out of that lady mile lady uh lion's mouth. Yeah, like it was the, him and Rosario, no humans well, and, and no animals. The two random zookeepers that brought that lion in, like that was the last humans he saw with mm-hmm. his mate. Right. And so by the time the mate came through and gained regained consciousness, Kevin and Rosario were gone. She has no idea. Yeah, I don't I don't know how he knew that he saved her. But he was like, well, he saved my mate, so like I owe him this. And it was it was like a big point of uh of why they were doing this for Griffin. And I'm like, we have we have to do this for Griffin. He like deserves happiness and shit. Right. So they're like, we need to get Griffin, who's Kevin James. And Stephanie back together. What's, What's her plan? plan? What's her plan? So they kind of leave it hanging. But the next day, um, like Griffin's downplaying. Kevin James is downplaying with um, the gorilla trying to get him to feel better. Right. So he's like really invested in getting this gorilla to like, you know, open up and like, you know, yeah. get out of his shell <laughs> or but, whatever. <laughs> Robin and Stephanie show up. So Robin, the fiance, mm-hmm. Stephanie show up. Um, and Griffin's just kind of like, yeah, I got to think. Sorry. Like, I have actual work responsibilities. Right, right. I got to, like, feed and care for all these animals. I don't have time to, like, you know, just be your cruise director. But, but, you're, but you're welcome to, like, walk around and shit. Yeah, it's a free zoo. Like, do your shit. But the monkey lets um, the lions out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the lions are roaring at these two girls. And they're freaking the hell out. I mean, I would also freak the hell out. It's a reasonable response to a lion <laughs> roaring at you. Is like freaking the hell out. I mean, I freak out with like fucking peacocks. So <laughs> like... <laughs> we went, remember, um, so back when we, we taught in China. Yes. We went to Singapore mm-hmm. and visited my aunt who was there, which was awesome. And we went to the. Um, to the night zoo. The night zoo in Singapore, which is fantastic. If you have the means. Yes. If you, I recommend. If you happen to be in Singapore, like, highly recommend Night Zoo. I have not been in, like, 20 years, but... It was amazing. It was great when I was there. We were walking down the path of the Night Zoo, and all of a sudden, there was a lion that roared. And this is something, like, during the day in a zoo, you see lions, like, kind of lounging around and not doing shit. I mean, lions sleep for, like, 22 hours a day. Like, right. they, they honestly, like, I, hashtag goals. Yeah, <laughs> like, really. But this lion roared as we were walking down this, like, kind of dark path. And I just remember everybody on the path stopping dead. Right. And we were all like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> And none of us live lives in which lions are like a normal thing. <laughs> but there is like a legit, like, back in the reptile part of our right. brains. Right. A super important part of our lizard brain that kept us alive <laughs> was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good noise. Like, figure out where that's coming from and go the opposite fucking direction. Right. Like, that is really ingrained. Um, I just remember that, like, I have never had an experience where, like, all the hairs raised on the back of my neck. Yeah. And, like, 
fight or flight was just like <laughs> no fight, no fight, no, no fight, just running flight away, all percent, run away. But um, so like if I was actually seeing a lion roaring at me, yeah, one hundred and ten percent freak out that and. So Griffin's like, oh shit, the lines are out. We got to distract him. Meanwhile, Rosario Dawson's there. And he's, he's like, you go take your golf cart that you're in. Go pick up the girls. I'm going to try to distract the lions. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Right. And Rosario's like, sure, sure, sure. Sounds great. Like, they do this all the time. So he tries to jump the, like, trench that's between the lions and the... um. Mm-hmm. Like, the viewing area. Right. Fails. Right. Ends up just in the trench. Like, kind of smacks into the walls, falls down into the trench. Because that's extra funny that way. Yeah, it is. And he comes out of that and looks at the lions. And the lions talk back at him. Right. And what did they say? I don't recall. Or they're like, how you doing? You know, like, you doing okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, are you okay? And he's like, what? I mean, and your response to that is like, oh, I might have some kind of traumatic brain injury. <laughs> 110%. Because I I ran full force into a brick wall. And then and landed, then, on, and a then landed wall. on a concrete floor. And then like climbed up into... A line enclosure, like it's very possible. A lot of intense adrenaline, right? And also, all of my synapses are not firing right now. Right. So Griffin just is like, "I'm going home," and like runs away. Mm-hmm. Which again, like maybe you should take a sick day, but also see. But also, like, go to a doctor yeah. and not just like go home and take a nap. Right. When you like. M- probably have a concussion (laughs) yeah i'm thinking right like going home and taking a nap is probably not a good idea but also like american healthcare system what can you do yeah so he heads home and he's like crying in the bathtub and like trying to get himself like settled again and then kind of, I think he settles on, like, I had a brain injury, but, like, also I have shit insurance. Yeah. So, like, I just have to muddle through. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the zoo, and he's, like, super playing a casual. like Right, being very chill. He's trying to get the animals to talk, but, like, also not be seen trying to get the animals to talk. Mm-hmm. And eventually he gets up to the lines, and the lines like, okay, fuck it. Like, you want to talk? Let's fucking talk. And he freaks out, runs away, and, like, runs into a pole and, like, knocks himself out. Mm-hmm. So it's a very easy excuse where you're like, oh, and then I also ran into a pole. So, like, who knows? Who knows what's going on in my brain? Yeah. So he comes to, and there's, like, an elephant over top of him trying to be like, you remember nothing. Like, waving the trunk <laughs> like he's hypnotizing him. She's hypnotizing him, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, some kind of intervention when he doesn't buy it. And... All the animals are there like, listen, every time we try to talk to the humans, it goes badly. Except for some fucking reason, parrots get away with it. I don't know. They're like, Polly want a cracker. And all you humans are like, oh, that's adorable. Oh my god, that's so cute. But we've been trying to hide this from you. We speak human and right. you it's guys not a big deal. are just not We speak not ready all for forms it. of human. Like, we have learned all language. Which makes it sound like there's like Russian bears and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if this if this had happened in a zoo in like, you know, 
mm-hmm. anywhere else. <laughs> like, it would be Russian subtitles would be fine. Right. It w- it's not a big deal. But they're like, listen, so we've noticed this, like, Stephanie girl running around, and uh, we noticed you're kind of into her, but you fucking suck as a potential mate. Right. You're not a great potential mate. So we're going to, like, alpha male you up, and then you can get the girl. Right. And it'll, it'll be great. And all of the mating rituals of, like, lions and bears and monkeys and penguins and all this shit... Completely, you know, one-to-one align with the mating rituals of humans. Of course. It's totes fine. Yeah, All of be, this is fine. This will be great. And Kevin James is like, sure, that seems fine. Seems like a plan. <laughs> right. Right. Because, like, I don't know, is he at rock bottom? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he is. Where he's like, sure, sure, man, I'll, like, be a fucking bear. Whatever. Yeah. I mean... Did you ever see the Muppet show that they did that was like kind of the two camera office parody? Maybe? No, I don't think so. I don't think he did. Uh, there's a scene where Fozzie um, is in a car driving and he's talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it's really hard to date here in San Francisco. Like, I put out an ad that was like, like <laughs> adorable bear seeks <laughs> companion. And I got a lot of wrong answers to that. I mean, like, not wrong, just wrong for me. Wrong for me. Not what I was looking for. And I feel like that's the thing, where you're like, all these animal mating rituals are not wrong. But they're maybe not right for me. Yeah, not right for Kevin James. But in Kevin James's defense, also, he immediately runs to the gorilla that he's been trying to work with. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Hey. Wait, can you all talk? Can you fucking talk? And then the girl is like talking back and it's a kind of big moment where mm-hmm. he's like, holy shit, like I have a way into this thing. Maybe he's been understanding me this whole time. Maybe there's like a whole situation of possibilities where we could work to this. And as he's parsing this, some fucking kid falls into the gorilla enclosure. Yeah, Or into the bear enclosure. Into the bear enclosure. And the bears are like, um, is that for us? Can mm-hmm. we eat that? Right. I mean, like, I'm here for some snacks. Yeah. So Griffin has to, like, dive in, walk him out, and the bears are like... And the bears are like, just so you know, any other time I would have fucking eaten that kid, but because, like... I'm here for you, and I want you to get laid. <laughs> and also, like, you showed some alpha shit. Like, not totally alpha, but, like, honestly, we're zoo bears. So, like, fuck. <laughs> we, were, we were born and bred in captivity. So, like, whatever, man. Yeah, so, like, good enough being alpha for us. Um, It's good. Also, like, the little bear is talking about his Kodiak girlfriend, who's from, like, Canada. So, yeah, so the little bear is... uh. Played by John Favreau. God bless. <laughs> Where it's like, wait, are you telling me that you have like a Kodiak bear girlfriend in Canada? And he's like, yeah, I have a problem with that. <laughs> you can tell I everybody. Lived, I lived a whole life in a zoo in like Toronto before I came here. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. So, like, first off, this is during business hours. So, like, I. F- Feel like the zoo this was open. There would have been a major news story about this. Yes. And finally, like, Rosaria kind of spots him and is like, wait, what? Like, hmm, 
something's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about this guy. Flash forward, we kind of see him getting the gorilla popcorn, which is like some sort of special treat. Right. It's like, hey, I got you some popcorn. I thought it might be fun. All right. Gotta go. Bye. Mm -hmm. Even though I know you can talk. And also here's some popcorn. Yeah. And the other zookeeper that we had seen throwing, like, you know, just like, like throwing Like food lettuce. down the hole? Uh, Shane is his mm -hmm. name. And he's like, hey, um, there's a meeting gonna about to happen. Also, did I hear talking, like, between, like, two people in this enclosure where there's only you? <laughs> and Kevin James is like, yeah, like... Doing uh, a one-act play. It's about steamships and shit. I mean, also, all you have to be... Like, for, for people in your workplace to be like, oh, I'm never fucking talking to that dude again, is be like, I'm in a one-act play, and I was rehearsing. <laughs> do you want to come see it? Like, oh my god, do you want to do you want to come see my one-man show? And you're like, oh my god, thanks. I have seen The Office, <laughs> and I have seen How I Met Your Mother. Yes. And neither of those make me think I, I want to see I a co-worker's one-act play. I want to go to a co-worker's one-act play. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, truly that is the safest of bets, where you're like, I don't want them to ask any questions. And you're like, I'm having a one-act play. And they're like, oh, it seems... Good for you! Great, man. Don't ever talk to me about this again. I'm going away. <laughs> so then the gorilla, as soon as Shane leaves, the girl looks over at Griffin's like, I didn't attack him. What? And he's like, yeah, there's this whole bullshit Story. thing yeah. where Shane said I attacked him, but he was poking me with a stick, and I ripped the stick out of his hands and, like, kind but of... But I didn't attack him. I just pulled the stick out of his hand because I was tired of being poked. And then he fell down, and he got hurt, and, like, I see that... And then that... he made up this whole story about how I attacked him. Right. So, Griffin's like, huh. Huh. Weird. That's not cool. By the way, the gorilla just wants his view back. He's like, I don't appreciate being down in this, like, bullshit hole of a enclosure. I miss my own enclosure. And I want to get back there. And, like, Kevin James is like, yeah, it turns out your old enclosure is, like, totally a gift snack shop now. Like We can't go back to the old enclosure. But, like, maybe we can work on reincorporating you to the rest of the gorillas. Because you were sequestered because you're violent. And, like... I see that. I mean, that happens. That happens. And he's like, but I miss being able to, like, get up on the top and see out of the zoo. By the way, is TJI Fridays as good as it looks? Seems amazing. Seems amazing. <laughs> like Kevin James is like, I mean, I yeah, don't know how great. to respond to that. It's great. TJI Fridays is everything you thought it could be. <laughs> R.I.P. TJI Fridays. I mean, are they, aren't they still around? Are they? I don't know. Where do you know of a TJI Fridays? I don't know. Uh, at least in our market, they're dead. Okay. I don't know if they've managed to survive in other markets, but here mm. in the southwestern corner of Ohio... Right, they're not, not a thing anymore. They're not Also Applebee's. Mm, Applebee's, yeah, I don't know that they're here either. <sighs> I mean, I'm not sad. Millennials are killing Applebee's. I'm like, <laughs> they deserve to die. Do you remember when we had that very shitty apartment and we could walk to Applebee's for very cheap appetizers? Yes. <laughs> and remember we did it like three times and we're just like, I respect myself more than this. 
<laughs> I deserve more than four dollar nachos. <laughs> you know, I worked at Applebee's for two weeks. For two whole weeks before two whole you weeks. were like, "This is too much." I had a bunch of resumes floating, but I really needed income. Right. So I went to Applebee's, got a job because they were hiring like immediately, mm-hmm. and worked there for like two weeks. And then like one of my other resumes come through and was like. Hey, we'd like to hire you. And I was like, fuck yes, yeah. Yes, please. Thank you. And I just like called Applebee's. I'm like, I'm out. And they're like, yeah, that happens a lot. And we're like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> you don't even have to put us on our resume. So anyway. So next thing we see is Griffin interacting with wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's got to get the whole. Okay. Every animal has to give him Ev- their advice. Every animal has to give them their advice. And you're like, yes, because this is the way. And you're like, if all of the animals mating have very little overlap. Why would you also think that this is the way to humans? Like... I don't know. I That part is always baffling, where they're like... So in George of the Jungle, it makes more sense. Because <laughs> they have no filter. <laughs> because, because there is one... Uh, because there is one animal, and it was like, you should you should do it like this. But in the zoo... It doesn't make any sense because the way wolves find a mate versus the way elephants, um, or, elephants or lions or gorillas find a mate are all different. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you can't be like, well, obviously there's like a there's like a line of universal truth. No. No. So the wolf advice is like, you need to pee on pee, this tree. Just pee on everything. Pee on everything. And Kevin James is like, I can't do that. Like He's like, dude, the zoo's closed. You do whatever you need to do. And so the wolf pleads on something, and then, like, Kevin James unzips and, like, finds a tree. And he's like, no, not the tree. That's my tree. Like, find another tree. And so Kevin, like, shuffles over, I guess, with his dick hanging out. Right, to pee on a tree. And as he's doing it, Rosario and, like, another zookeeper wander around the corner. Another female zookeeper. And they're like, hey, how's it going? Oh, God. What? He, He turns around. So they see him, and they're like, hey, how's it going? And instead of just being like, hey. Just a minute. like. Why are you peeing on a tree? That's weird. He fully turns around. And they're like, oh my god! Yeah, some like, real... Why? Why would you turn around? Yeah, some real... What was that comedian that did that? What was his name? I don't know, man. He just won a Grammy. It's all kinds of... Uh, oh, I can see him. I don't know. He's not that funny. <laughs> That's very helpful, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. But he just, like, he had a whole thing where, like, he would, like, whip his dick out in front of, like, other comedians. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah, took a couple years out. Had a comeback album. Oh, oh, oh. Does he have red hair? Kinda. Reddish hair, balding? Yeah, definitely balding. Okay, okay. I know who you're talking about, but I don't, I also don't remember his name. For all of you uh, in the audience screaming his name right now. (laughs) You know. Yeah, but it's, anyway. It's a service we provide that you can be right and we can be drunk. Yes. <laughs> Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Yeah, it's a total Oof. Louis C.K. moment where he Oof. like turns around and like his dick's hanging out in front of these ladies and they're just like, oh shit. And he's like, uh, I mean like Wolf told me to do it and they're like, uh. Well, and so he makes up a story about how the wolf had like a scorpion, a scorpion bite, and you're like, where did the scorpion? This is why I thought he was in California. I was yeah. like, where did the scorpions come from? <laughs> and he's like, I gotta pee on you, dude. And the wolf's like, 
no. And he's like, I mean... I gotta at least pretend to pee on you. This was your idea. And he's like, fine. And so, like, he pees on the wolf. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta, like, pee on the bite to, like, neutralize, neutralize it. Does that work for scorpion bites? It's like a fucking jellyfish thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, honestly... If, if you're listening to this and you're, like, a zoologist, no. Please, please tell us. I'm fascinated by venom and, and the idea that just like urine cures all of it that is wild no, wild to me that is definitely not a thing i'm into so. <laughs> i mean i'm intrigued like am i gonna go around peeing on everyone no no, no not at all nothing so we fast forward to like this fancy restaurant and the way we get there is, like, you see this fancy restaurant with, like, aerial, like, acrobats doing Cirque du Soleil shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, the camera pans down, and it's Kevin James, who is, like, doing the little shake shutter thing that you do after you pee, which I understand you don't understand, but that's a thing. Yeah, sure. And zipping up, and, like, this waiter walks up and is like, dude, you know we have a bathroom that, like, ten feet that way? He's like, yeah, I, I know. I'm just doing my thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can't just do your thing. Like, you can't be like, well, this is the way I live my life. And you're like, sir, this is a public place. You you cannot just pee on a bush. Like, no. there are laws about that and you can be arrested. I mean, like, even if, like, you're out at a campsite and you find a bush, like, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If you're at a fancy-ass restaurant. Yes. And you're peeing on a potted plant. Right. That is a whole whole different situation. Yeah, you can't be peeing on my ZZ plant. Like, no. Like, you're going to get a fucking rested. And you owe me a new plant. For indecent exposure at a minimum. Right. And you owe me a new plant. But also I could see, like, the maitre d' or the waiter or whoever is, like, interacting with this being this, like, fuck, I don't. I don't get paid enough to deal with this bullshit. I don't want this in the news. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to... De-escalate. I'm going to de-escalate. I'm going to tell the guy I saw what he's doing and just kind of like fire a shot across his bow to be like... I see you. I saw you. Don't do it again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go back... Ch- choose a different activity. And uh, do something else. Um, But while this happened... Stephanie's ex shows up. Oh my god, Gail. Gail, who is played by none other than... Josh. No. No? What's his name? Joe. Joe. Joe Rogan? Joe fucking Rogan. Joe Rogan. (sighs) So, So, yeah, apparently uh, Joe Rogan and Kevin James are friends. And they're like in each other's stuff. Yeah. So, one of the things I did see from the whole, like, Chris Rock, um, mm-hmm. Will Smith situation. Oh, okay, okay. Was somebody made the comment, I've never in my life wished that Joe Rogan was presenting an Oscar <laughs> so bad. Honestly, same. Same. Like, I want Joe Rogan to get bitch slapped by Will Smith. By anyone. Anybody. By really. anyone. I'm here for it. And he, in this movie, is playing, like, an insufferable dude, bro. Oh, my God. The the douchiest of douchebags. Yeah. 
Which I feel was a real reach. No, it wasn't. Not a reach. Not a reach at all. I feel like, uh, I mean, good job finding someone to pay you to be yourself, but like also, oof. And as soon as Griffin kind of reads the situation, he's like, yep, I'm out. Gotta go. And he rolls out and um, goes back to the zoo. And the animals are like, some of the animals are like, yeah, you know, fleeing. Fleeing's the new flighting. I get it. <laughs> right. It's cool. It's cool, cool, cool. <laughs> it's all good. He's like, and like, the lions are like, so here's the advice. You need to cut Stephanie from the herd. You get away from what's going on. You need to get away from Gail. And then maybe you got a shot. But like, I understand Gail's a bit of an alpha and you're like. A beta at best. We're going to call you a delta, really. <laughs> we're working on it. You were moving you but like immediate situation. So then we go to a park. Apparently, um, this wedding has so many facets. I feel like you don't get to throw this down. (laughs) This is what this is more facets than I had. I did not have a nighttime zoo party followed by a like bike. A biking excursion. No, like you a, had like an eighty themed dance party and like a pool party and like it. a pizza party. Um, tapas at that was our reception. That was our second reception. Yes, but like anyway, this is this is definitely going it's multiple days. It's a lot, multiple days, like at least four days. And so everybody's at the park getting bikes and going off. Kevin James shows up late and so he ends up getting a trike and like right. a pink helmet which is totally demasculating. Right. It's just like just whatever was left over. Like, oh my god, pink. Yeah. Um, and so as the herd of bikes is going down the road, he's trying to figure out how to get Stephanie to himself. Right, and be like, hey Stephanie, what's up? But getting totally cock-blocked by Joe Rogan. Right. And Joe Rogan, as Gail, is like riding a bike and literally hitting him with, I don't know what. It's the flag that comes up. Oh, the flag. Why does he need a flag? Because he's Kevin. So Kevin James is in like this little lowrider truck. It's a re- like a recumbent. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's got a flag coming up the back. So which Joe Rogan gets close enough. To steal to, the flag. To steal the flag. And then beats him with it. Yeah. Like whips him with it. Okay. It's okay. very... It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a whole chase scene where they end up, instead of being in the park, they end up, like, I. this is why I think they're in New York. I think they're in Central Park when they're doing this, and they end up on, like, Joe Rogan and Kevin James are on, like, Fifth Avenue, like, on the side of the park instead of in the center I, of the park. I do love that you're telling me this. Like, I understand parts of New York. <laughs> yeah. And so... So, sure. <laughs> um, there's a semi-truck... Across the street, which Kevin James on his little like low rider tricycle is able to go under, and Joe Rogan's got to try to figure out how to navigate. And so Griffin's able to return to the team and the whole crew just before Gail does. Um, and Griffin's like panting and like almost having a heart attack. And Stephanie's there, and he's like, Hey, you should come with me to my brother's wedding. And she's like, yeah, thanks, but like I'm already going with Gail when Joe Rogan rose up is like, ha deuces, bitch. Yeah, bye. Bye. So yeah. 
he's deflated and so defeated. So he gets back to the zoo. He's like, "All right, that didn't work. Like, right, she's what else you going got for with me? Gail? What What are my options?" Yeah, and the lead lion is talking. Just the master stone is talking to him. He's like. In the wild, this is how this works. And Kevin James is like, what the fuck do you know about the wild? I fucking bottle fed you. Right, like you were born and bred in captivity. Like, yeah. And so... This is as wild as it gets for you. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the 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 lady lion, who's mm-hmm. played by... Cher! Fucking Cher! Fucking Cher. She's here. Good for her. She's like, listen... The, the, ca- the Honestly, the cast in this movie is Bonkers. bananas. It's wild. <laughs> and so Cher's like, listen, the best thing you can do as a male to attract mm-hmm. another female is to be seen with a different female. And then that female is going to be like, oh, shit. Shit. He's eating at, eating at the ladies. Mm-hmm. I got to be his lady. He doesn't need me. Like, it's a lot of, like, really toxic internet male, like incel right, bullshit. But, uh, it works for lions. So, so let's apply it. So he immediately is like, who can I be seen with that's amazingly hot yet attainable and around my circle of friends? Oh, fuck, it's Rosario Dawson. Right, who got, I can invite to this last minute wedding of my brother. And he like approaches her like, listen, so my ex is here and I need to look good in front of my ex. I know you're going away. I know this is not like a whole thing. Like, don't read too much into it. Like, I need to use you to make my ex jealous. And Rosario is like, I mean. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your honesty. I've been, I've done worse to get a free dinner. Right. Like, do they have an open bar? Fantastic. I'm in. <laughs> She's like, by the way, if I'm, if you're faking this date, I want to fake this date. And for the record, I'm going to pretend that you're like a doctor or possibly someone French. And he's like, whatever works for you. Sure, man. Like, just close your eyes and think of England or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it's fine. So then he drops down into the gorilla's enclosure Mm -hmm. with a birthday cake. I was like, hey, I made your birthday cake. I had to drop it off before I go to my brother's wedding. And he, like, lights candles on top. And as soon as he lights a candle, the gorilla freaks the hell out. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He blows out the candle. He's like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to freak out. And then the gorilla just laughs. He's like, yeah, I'm just messing with no, you. Like, no worries, man. It's fine. I understand candles. Like, Right. I've been around. And he's like, all right. Before I do this whole wedding thing, I have a special birthday for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could wear a polo shirt? And the girl's like, what the fuck? It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, all right, so here's the deal. Just talk. Like, I know you can talk. You know you can talk. No one else knows you can talk. But if you wear this polo, we can go to fucking TJI Fridays and pretend we're just like dressed up for a costume party. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the zookeeper. I'm the zookeeper. You're a gorilla. Like, it's a whole thing. And we'll go to TGI Fridays, we'll get the appetizers, you can see what it's all about. And the grill is like, what? Yes! So they start driving through town in a van, and Apple Bottom Jeans, Boots with the Fur, is playing, and Nick Nolte as a gorilla is singing along. Parse that sentence for me. 
That is wild. It's wild. <sighs> so they get to TGI Fridays. They get a booth. They get Kevin's like, I want baby back ribs and some fries. And then he kind of gestures at Nick Nolte's gorilla. And he's like, I, I want, want 30 oranges. 30 oranges. And a Coke. <laughs> and so Nick Nolte just has a fun time. They play foosball. What the fuck? Fridays has foosball. And I've like never been in a Fridays that has acoustic foosballs. guitars. They can play songs on. Yeah. Like that. This is like a combination of like Dave and Buster's and TJ. Right. So they end up seeing like zucchini, sending zucchini fries to the like table of secretaries over there and like playing pool it's a whole, like, a lot of things. Um, the gorilla ends up dancing with one of the secretaries. Yes. Like, good for him. And she's like, I'm so glad I met you. You seem, like, so great and, like, genuine. It's so great to meet someone in this town who isn't, like, you know, an asshole or pretending to be someone else. And he's like, yeah, wild. <laughs> yeah. What do you know? But ends up, at the end of the night... Um, Griffin and the gorilla are like laying on top of a van. Laying on top of the zookeeper van. Yeah. And, gr- and the girl's like. Looking at the stars and like, what does it all mean, man? My hand is so weird. <laughs> yeah. But like, Griff- the girl is like, man, you're my best friend. Like, this was the most amazing thing anything anyone has ever done for me. And then he's like, I just made it weird, didn't we? And Griffin's like, I mean. I mean, maybe a little weird, maybe but a little also weird. like. My best friend is a gorilla, so, like, that's inherently weird. Okay, so gorillas weigh, like, a bazillion pounds. And a gorilla and Kevin James just, like, lying on the top of this van? What? I mean, vans are actually, van roofs are actually relatively strong, but right? still, yeah. Right, they can handle a thousand pounds of gorilla? No. <laughs> Without, like, any kind of dense, like, as they, like, roll over... It's a, it's a very reinforced van. Yeah. So. They're all kind of like. deal. So then they go back to the zoo and mm-hmm. the animals are like, all right, we, we got a little bit more advice. What's our new plan? Yeah. And um, the girl's like, listen, I could come with you to like the wedding and maybe. Like, like be your second or whatever. Like I can wear a polo. Uh, I've got really great mingling skills, and they're like, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, and Kevin James is you're like, you're a gorilla. Uh, yeah, you're a gorilla. Like, we we could do it this one time, but, like, you can't just, like, integrate yourself into regular human society. <laughs> like, pe- people are going to be like, huh. <laughs> yeah, Bernie's like, wow, you went there. Like, it was some sort of, like, racist comment, and I'm like, I mean, I see what you're doing, but, like, but also... also, you are a gorilla. Yeah. So... Next day, Kevin James Griffin is like, hey, um, Ken Jeong, whatever the hell his character's name is. Oh, yeah, Venom. Venom. I need to borrow your keys. Can I borrow your car? And he's like, yeah, you can. But, like, I totally got bit by something or other, so I can't move my arms. So you so, have to reach into my pocket and get the keys. And so, like, Kevin James, like, reaches into his pocket, is, like, fishing around. And there's, like, ten good seconds of fishing. And then Ken Jeong's like... Other pocket, too. Other pocket. And I was like, oh. So gross. So gross. So, um, Kevin James in the next scene is driving his car, which is like some sort of like lifted 
tweaked out Firebird, like like an early '80s Firebird with like the like the chicken on the hood. Like it's a whole look. And so he goes to pick up Azaria Dawson, and she walks out of her apartment, and she's looking fantastic. And he's like, "Damn, you look amazing!" Because you know. She's fucking Rosario Dawson. Like, right, right, right. Let's not kid ourselves. Like, yeah. And Chris is like, I feel like you may have overshot what I was looking for. He's like, I, I, I don't you're think you're way too hot. No one, way, no one's ever gonna think that like I am dating you like that. You're way out of my league now. Which is a moment of realization from Kevin, but like, yeah. So they go to the wedding and there's like Cirque du Soleil dancers like floating on ribbons. And right, shit. right. The silk, the silk ribbons are just in the middle of the dance floor. There's ice sculptures. There's all kinds of fancy stuff. And Gail is over in the corner making a whole spectacle of himself and telling stories about like how awesome he is. Right, and like the he is he's like holding court, and everyone is like laughing. You're like, ah, oh, you're so delightful. So Masari just kind of like grabs Griffin's hands, like, like don't focus on him, focus on me. Like, let's laugh, let's have a good time, let's pretend we're doing awesome. And then he's like, I feel like I want to throw up. She's like, Yeah, don't do that. And then Gail and Stephanie, like Gail grabs everybody's attention is like we're gonna do our award winning dance here on the floor right we took ballroom dance lessons let's do this and you're like this is the worst because you were you were not this wedding is not about the the bride and the groom uh, no. anymore this this wedding is about you showing off asshole yes and so to make it worse the the dance they do is to griffin and stephanie's old song like mm-hmm. he recognized it. He's having a whole. He's like, oh, this is my song. I'm having feel. This is our song. I'm having feelings about it. And so he freaks out and tries to get like Rosario to dance with him. And she's like trying to dance, but like, I mean, they're just dancing. They're not choreographed. They're not like doing award winning shit. Like they're mm-hmm. just they're two just people around. Yeah. And it doesn't really work out. Until Kate, like, walks up to the DJ and is like, hey, can you... And he's like, okay. And it's easy by the Commodores. Right. He's like, this is our song. (laughs) And they start, like, kind of playing around on the ropes that the, like, acrobats left around. Mm -hmm. And, like, Rosario's doing her shit. swooping around. And he's, like, swooping underneath her. And, like, it's... I mean, it's not elaborate. It looks like what drunk people would do if provided the opportunity. Yeah, I remember being like, that is a nightmare to be like, we are having silk, uh, you know, acrobatics. And then we're going to leave it unattended. And then we're just going to leave it unattended for all of these drunk people (laughs) to like do their thing. I was like, oh boy, that is a lawsuit waiting to happen. And it all goes really cute and adorable, actually, Mm -hmm. until... Kevin James ends up taking out the ice sculpture and then the bride at the knees and, like, really hurting her and, like, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And his brother's kind of, like, good with it. He's like, yeah, I understand. Like, you got carried away. Like, maybe had a few drinks. Like, it, Right, uh, but you didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't malicious. And then Gail comes over, Joe Rogan, and is like, you need to back the hell off. I know what you're doing, trying to steal my thunder, deal, steal the attention or whatever, but like... For all the attention belongs to me, because I'm a diva. Yeah, like at this wedding, for someone I barely know... Right, it's about me. It's about me. <laughs> and so Griffin challenges him to a fight, 
and ends up like doing some of the postures. Yeah, and Jerome is like, fine, let's do, let's do this. Go outside. Some of the postures that he learned from a frog where you like squat down, which ends up splitting his pants. Mm-hmm. And Joe ends up like kind of begging him, like, I don't know what the You're fuck. You're wild. Like, man, like, I'm not, I'm not here for that. And then he's like, all right, so I need to send mixed def- signals to Stephanie of like, I want you, but also your shit. Right, right. You need to definitely like do like the backhanded compliment. Or, you know, like... Yeah, it calls her, like, puppy breath and, like, freckle chest. Which, like, I mean, kind of endearing, but also, like, really, like, negative intent, like, mm-hmm. shit. It's terrible. And, um... He ends up making fun of Gail's name. This is, like, a girl's name. And Gail, like, walks away defeated. And tells Stephanie, like, hey, go get me dessert. And she comes back with dessert. And he's like... Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, I'm done. So Kate, like, grabs him and gets him out of there. And they're talking, like, yeah, we had a little little fun. Like, I know it didn't go as well as we thought, but, like... Right, like, I I feel like we had fun there with with the silks and the whatever. You know, like, whatever, man. Yeah, like, it was really good. And they're in the car getting ready to drive out when, like, Stephanie walks up and is like, hey, can we talk? And you can tell Rosario's like, uh... How about we? I, f- I feel like that's not a great idea, but you know, maybe we could talk, baby. Right, right. There's vibes. There's, There's vibes, vibes everywhere. But Kevin's definitely hanging up on her, and is like, yeah, maybe. And then Stephanie's like, hey, Mick Griffin, like, how about you come to my fashion show tomorrow? And he's like, but I have to work. And she's like, well, like, one day is not going to matter. Someone else can still keep tomorrow. It's not like your job's that important. Right. It's not like all the animals you're in charge of will literally die. <laughs> yeah. If you if you don't show up to work and feed them. Like, well, fine. But by the way, I'll, I'll go with you. But by the way, you totally have like a like like a bat in the, the cave. Like a like, booger in your nose. Booger in your nose. You need to go take care of that. Just to like bust her down a little bit. Which is like super toxic relationship stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not okay. So, so he so he leaves the car with Kate slash Rosario Dawson to talk. No, I think to... he takes her home, and then like the next day he like shows up. Okay, with her. so the next day he goes to the fashion show. Yeah, and he meets this like whole designer who's like a super asshole. Right, but he's like being very very weird, like being a very weird asshole also. And she's like, "Oh, my friends thought you were so funny." Like, yeah, but really, he's being the worst. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Anyway, so, like, at this show, like, after the show, the Stephanie's like, oh, your friends, my friends thought that you were awesome. Like, right. Like, it was, that was such a great show. Like, everyone thought you were so funny and charming, and, like, I can really see you fitting into my life now. But you should talk to your brother and see if you can get that job at the dealership, because, Right, quote, and then you'll be perfect. Because, quote, we, res- we deserve better. hmm And he's like, okay. So then we cut to the the dealership, and Griffin is actually really good at selling really high-end exotic cars. Yeah. Surprisingly. Um, yeah, he can't get in a Lambo, but he's he's fine. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the zoo, and he meets up with Kate, and he's like, yeah, so I quit here, and I'm working at the dealership. And she's like, yeah, that was Stephanie's idea, right? He's like, um, maybe, but, like, I want to go see the gorilla for reasons, and just, like, some closure. 
Right, right. But also, like, I'm totally doing this because I want to and not because, like, my new person I might be kind of dating wants me to. Yeah. So he runs into Bernie and Bernie's like, the girl, I was like, um, I thought I could trust you, but like, what the fuck, man? Right. Humans are the worst. And I can't, I can't with them. And I was like, oh, gorilla, same. <laughs> yeah. So he takes a phone call to Stephanie and just kind of like has to leave, or no, to his dealership. Mm-hmm. Has to leave in the middle of that conversation. Right, because like work and stuff. You wouldn't understand gorilla because you're not a part of capitalism. And he goes out in the hallway. Then he meets Shane. He's like, listen, I know what happened 10 years ago. Like, you need to fucking leave that girl alone. If I hear ever hear about that, I will go to your house. I will go to your mother's house and, and beat the shit out of you in front of her. Which, I mean, that's good. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not the worst insult. So... He goes back to the dealership. He sees an ad about eagles. Has a little bit of feeling because that's related to Rosario. Eagles made for life. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But then the zoo. The animals are like, well, we fucked that up. Right, none of this worked. What went wrong? Everything's messed up. Um, Kate misses Griffin. So does, like, Ken Jeong for... Right, so does all the animals. Like, Griffin leaving the zoo is the worst thing ever. That's, That's definitely not what they wanted to happen. And Kate's going to leave for Nairobi, which is even worse. So, like, all that's going to be left is, like, Ken Jeong and Griff and Chain, mm-hmm. who are both, like, really not great. <sighs> what do we do? What do we do? Also, Kate has a whole thing. She's like, I was thinking about staying because there's someone special here that I wanted. And Kate, she's talking to Ken Jeong about it. And he, like, kind of leans in to kiss her. And he's like, no, fuck no. No. Did you think I was talking about that? I'm definitely not. He's like, oh, Maybe I misread that situation. Sorry, man. Yep. So, like, Kevin Smith is then at Stephanie's apartment or their apartment. I don't know. Oh yeah, maybe they moved in together. She's brought like she's brought a ridiculous chair. She's ordering like super fancy dinners. She's got like an amphitheater on a yacht, and he's like, "That all sounds." Amazing, and I'm totally great with but all this. But also, like, pricey. Like, where is this Moni's coming from? hmm And she's like, I mean, now that you have that, like, fancy job at the dealership, like, you can really be part of my life, and you can give yeah. me everything I need. You can afford to be my special someone. And he's like, that's not what I wanted to do. Like. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Back in the soon... At the zoo, Shane's going to the gorilla enclosure with a stick and an apple and, like, throws the apple to the gorilla and, like, totes, like, kind of... Like, taunting him. Meanwhile, Griffin, as at the dealership, like, he's had this rival that he's, like, raced to do sales with. And he's like, yeah, fuck this. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't need any of this anymore. And this is where Stephanie shows up and she's like, listen, I love the changes you've made for me. I love the person you're becoming. Will you marry me? And he's like... Yeah, no. No, I don't want to. I hate this guy I've become. I don't want to do any of this. I'm going back. Like, right, the, the zookeeper guy, like, I know you didn't love the zookeeper guy, but, like, I love the zookeeper guy. Like, I was, I loved who I was then, and I don't love who I am now. Yeah. And so he goes back towards the zoo, walks into the zoo, we see the grill enclosure, and the grill's, like, sniffing, and he's like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, I'm sorry. Griffin's like, I'm sorry I fucked up. I need, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's almost happy hour. Also, you're my best friend, too. And I dumped Stephanie. 
And also, where the fuck's Kate? And this is where the gorilla is like, she's leaving on the 915 flight to So the gorilla Nairobi. turns around and he sees that uh, the gorilla has an injury, which is like clearly caused by Shane. Because yeah. like he was the last person there. He's the only person who he probably deals with him. Blah, blah, blah. Also, and uh, Kevin James is like, oh, fuck. Yeah, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. So and also he learns that Kate is on is like flying to Nairobi because like you didn't want her so she is done with all of us too. So the animals they then go up to the main level and the animals are all there and they're arguing about how to start stop Kate but also get distracted by the concept of pretzels like his whole thing. I mean pretzels are delicious. And the officer's like, listen, you can just ride me. I'll I'll run you through. We can catch up. And so Kevin jump, James jumps up on the ostrich which just like falls over. Right. Ostrich falls over. I don't know how much ostriches weigh or uh, how much they can hold, but that's wild. <laughs> so the gorilla's like, listen, I'll get you there. Get in the van. So the gorilla jumps in the driver's seat and Kevin's just like, you can drive this thing? He's like, yeah, trust me. And so they peel out out of the parking lot and immediately crash into a car across the street. And then they just like get up. And, and they're like, never mind. I'll drive. And I'll you're drive. like, okay, man. So they drive off. There's a stop by Shane's house where Kevin Smith literally runs up to Shane. Not Smith. James. James. Kevin James. Kevin Smith would be an interesting casting choice. But yes, but Kevin James. Kevin James runs up to um, to um, Shane's room, picks mm-hmm. him up, like throws him through a wall, comes down, and Shane's mom offers him a cookie. Takes him like, a cookie here's back. a cookie. And she, he's like, thanks, Shane's mom. I'll take two. Yep. On the way to the airport, the traffic's terrible, so they end up in a boat with a gorilla, like, rowing, like, doing crew rowing. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. They get to a bridge, and... They climb up the supports at the bridge to where the cars are. Yep. And the gorilla ends up, like, crawling, like, hauling him up on there, and then across, like, the support beam, and then he shakes Kevin James off in front of Rosario Dawson's car. Right, where it falls... From, like, I don't know, 100 feet? feet? At like, least 30. It's, it's so many feet. There's some, like, you'd be rolling for fall damage. Yeah. It's, it's so many. Why wouldn't you just crawl up the supports and then be like, okay, now we're on the road where it is stopped bumper to bumper. Like, just walk across. And I will walk across the things. No. Uh, you had to keep going up so that you can drop down dramatically from, like, a fall where you would clearly break very many things. Yeah, and so Kevin James gives Rosario this whole speech about, like, cartwheeling eagles, how they, like, right, lock their talons. she's like, what, you, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he's like, I want to be with you. And he's like, it took me five years to get over someone who I wasn't in love with. I can't imagine how long it's going to take me to get over you. And she takes it well, and also he admits to maybe crushing an ostrich. And then there's kissing while more than a feeling plays in the background. And then the gorilla falls down, mm-hmm. but he's he's like, I'm fine. Yeah. So, like, they hook up. Like, yeah. That's the end? No. There's six months later, uh, the gorilla's in, like, a new enclosure with, like, a view, and he's like, what's a Benihana? And Kevin James is like, yeah. Like, I'll get you a polo and we can check it out. And then, like, the credits come on, and it's more than a feeling sung by the entire cast. Right, and uh, most of the cast are animals. 
But yes, so sung by like Cher and Nick Nolte yeah. and Sylvester Stallone and Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's crazy to think that there's a, a cover of More Than a Feeling featuring Nick Nolte, Cher, and Adam Sandler. Yes. Yeah. That's a thing that exists, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It's crazy. But that's the whole movie. That's, oh. That's the, the movie. movie. So what did we learn? Um, If you're funny, you can pull ridiculously attractive women. Right. If you're funny, you can really punch above your weight. Uh, um, Which, I mean, honestly, I knew that. Obviously, just from the contents of this room. <laughs> um, toxic masculinity cuts across all species. It does. It does. It does. Like the alpha maledom thing, like Joe Rogan's pushing. Oof. It's not okay. No matter... No matter what your genetics, it's not yeah. Okay. Joe Rogan's just an asshole, and sometimes yeah. he's an asshole that gets paid. Yeah, maybe if you are just endearing and awkward and funny, like that, might be your best bet. Right, maybe lean into that. Just, just do what you can do. Be who you are. There was no point at which the animals were like, "Oh shit, we gave you all this terrible advice to be someone else. Like you should really be you." Like that that would have been a, a real fucking softball. <laughs> no, no. And I don't I don't remember maybe it happened, but I don't remember that. I feel like all the animals at the end of the movie were like, "How the fuck did this happen?" <laughs> like like listen, like Stephanie's fine, but like we were trying to get him the one he wanted and then like he totally Oh, Ste- Stephanie was the ex-girlfriend. Kate was his yeah, girlfriend. Like they yeah. weren't really angling for Kate. They're no. angling for Stephanie and like he ended up with Kate and like and they're like I mean I guess that's okay sure. but like that that could have been a real softball it was like look everyone has been telling me to like be someone else and I really need to be me and I need to find someone who loves me for me like that would have been she likes me for me right that would have been a, a, re- a real softball uh, but I, I don't think that was in this movie <laughs> yeah no it, it was kind of a miss there yeah I don't know it's I mean it's a happy Madison production. Let's not look for yeah. deep meaning. No, no. But, you know. Maybe slight meaning. Maybe slight meaning. No, it's not there either. No, but we got, we got you know, Adam Sandler as a monkey talking about throwing poop. Oh, yeah. We did miss over that whole part. <laughs> that is his, that's his advice. That, for that's his whole personality. It was like, you should throw poop at it. And you're like, okay, man. I mean, I have also seen recent Adam Sandler's movies, which appear to be the... Also the same. Same as, like, throwing poop at the screen. I mean, maybe, maybe that works for him. I mean, he's getting paid, so I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I can't hate it. Huh. On that note... Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. <laughs>